This episode of GameScoop is sponsored by Squarespace. If you're looking for a way to make your business stand out and succeed online, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for you. They take the stress out of creating an awesome website, engaging with your audience, and selling anything from products to content to time so you're able to focus on, you know, everything else. In other words, you'll have more time for gaming. With the new guided design system, you can choose from curated layouts and styling options to build a unique online presence from the ground up, optimized for every device. And with Squarespace's integrated, optimized SEO tools, you'll show up more often to more people. Squarespace doesn't just make things easier for you. Checkout for your customers is made seamless with simple but powerful payment tools that allow you to accept credit cards, PayPal, and Apple Pay. And in eligible countries, offer the option to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and Clearpay. So whether you're just starting out or looking to expand your existing brand, be sure to visit squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com gamescoop to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com gamescoop for 10% off. You know, when it comes to wireless carriers, sometimes what you see isn't always what you get. Except with Visible. With Visible, what you see is exactly what you get. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. With Visible, there are no hidden fees, no fine print, no hassle, nothing to hide. It's just $25 a month, all taxes and fees included. And you don't need more than one line of wireless to save. You can save on a line all to yourself with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. And again, just $25 a month. The future of wireless is here and it is transparent. If you want more transparency in your wireless plan, you want to be on the Visible plan. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. That's Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to IGN Game Scoop. I'm your host, Damon Hadfield. Joining me this week is Justin Davis, Scoop. Sam Claiborne. Let's check in with the Jareds. And very special guest, Jared Petty. Scoop, Jared. Scoop, Scoop! Here. Yay! Welcome back to the show, Jared. Thank you for having me, Damon. Uh, we hung out a little bit at E3. You were doing a little work for us at E3. Oh, wow. We hung out a lot. Yeah, yeah, we hung out quite a bit. Y'all let me uh, steal your Wi-Fi. That was yeah, fun. It was like Whoa. three solid Jared days. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was, well, I was writing some previews for IGN and doing some other stuff at the show, and it was a lot of fun. Yeah. And so uh, we, we decided, let's have you back on GameScoop very soon. And the day has come. Jared is back. We've got a great show for you this week. We're going to be sharing the games we've been playing. We will be flipping through the July 1991 issue of Electronic Gaming Monthly. Oh. Because this is where you get all the latest yet. and hottest gaming news. Oh, the reason for that, Sam, is yeah. because we're going to be off next week. Dun, 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 off next week. Uh, I'm, gonna, I'm taking the back half. I told half you I would run the show from Kansas. We got... Run, run the show from Kansas. Yeah. Well, maybe we can talk about that. We're going on vacation <laughs> together again. Dustin the win the show yeah. right there. Dustin this win. Probably not going to the same place though, unless you're going up north. What to the Arctic? <laughs> to the Arctic. <laughs> <laughs> to the North Pole. I hear it's lovely this time of year. No, where are you going on vacation? That's Just funny. up to Napa. Yeah. yeah. Oh, There's no uh, penguins in the North Pole. Do you know that? They're yeah. all in the Southern Hemisphere. They are indeed. Yeah. But, yeah, and the San Francisco Zoo. Polar bears. Mm. And puffins. Mm. Oh. You got the puffins? Mm-hmm. Don't call a puffin a penguin. No. Not the same. It's actually pretty I, insulting. I learned that from my Icelandic friends. Yeah. Yep. It's just offensive. <laughs> but first, it is that time of year <laughs> once again. Puffin talk. And gentlemen. <laughs> puffin, puffin talk. 
Tough scoop. Time to check in with Game of the Year Watch. Ooh. 2018 edition. Roll the... Okay. I just, I just, that's just a little ditty I made up. I just want to roll straight into the Bubble Man music from there. It's catchy. Yeah, it is. Shows just this for 45 minutes. I've been playing a lot of Mega Man recently. A lot of Mega Man 4? I've been playing 4. I beat 2 and 3 over the weekend. Did you play into that Mega Man 11 at E3? No, I played it before E3. Ah, I played it at E3. I played. I liked Mega Man 11. It was fun. Mega Man 11 is looking good. Yep. But as for Game of the Year Watch 2018... There are six games. No, wait. One, two, three, four, five, six. Yes, six games that have gotten a nine or higher Mm -hmm. from IGN this year. Of course, we gave a little indie game a 10 this year. We gave God of War a 10. (laughs) Oh, okay. This year. Yeah. I see what you did there. Look at that. Uh, And also Celeste. Mm -hmm. Celeste is uh, the second 10 we've given out this year. Of course, we've talked a lot about both these games, especially God of War. It's nothing new uh, that we all... Really, really like that game. Really mm-hmm. impressed with it. Then, of course, there's not the the other nines are n- nothing really new recently. It's Monster Hunter World with a nine point five, mm-hmm. Subnautica with a nine point one. It's a PC game, some kind of a simulation underwater. I think. Meh. Into the Breach is a turn based roguelike <coughs> turn based strategy game from the FTL guys, which That's is very the very bugs good. versus robots yeah. FTL yeah. and yeah. FTL slash Advance Wars. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. It's really good. Plundathu, would you like to know more? That's I, right. I have yet to actually check it out, but that's it's, got Justin Game written all yeah, over it. That yeah. one's very cool. And then there's Frostpunk, another game that looks very cool. Uh, I hope it escapes the PC at some point. I have not played Frostpunk. Are you aware? No, it's I know nothing about Frostpunk. Post-apocalyptic, uh, like, town sim game where you have to t- keep your town, like, surviving in this horribly frigid oh. uh, freezing temperatures. Jared Crack. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Sort of uh, like a little bit like a banished meets yeah. Starcraft. Sold. Yeah. Yeah. I'm in. Yeah. That's okay. really cool. Need to play this. Dude, God of War, man. Dude, God of War. I mean, let's like, that's obviously the front runner for game of the year, right? Because mm-hmm. a lot of people played it. Yeah. I, I, no, I mean, because well, it's, it's the best game of the year. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. But yeah. You don't think so? No. You really don't think, you don't think it is the best? I haven't do you think played any good games this year. You haven't played any good games. But I haven't played Celeste yet. Celeste is really good. You haven't played any good games. Everything you've played is below a seven. Uh, I'd have to listen to old game scoops. <laughs> <laughs> what about Bloodstained Curse of the Moon? Yeah, that game was all right. That game was all right. <laughs> that game is awesome. Let's not focus on my disappointment with this year's games at this point. Yeah, well, I, I just I feel like you're being I feel like you're being too hard. Really? On 2018 games. Well, I think everybody really liked God of War, and I didn't. So. Yeah, but aside from that, there's nothing that you think is even good this year. Not um, Yoku's Island Express? What about the Delights of Minute, perhaps? I haven't played Minute. Minute's really good. Yeah. It's on the list. Yeah, Minute's... Oh, really? Is it? No, it's on the list of things I need to play. Yeah, I Minute's... Think- minutes. That's like two hours of your life totally worth spending. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Before yeah. I... Uh, so everyone in the office got God of War early but me. I, I was like the lone oh, person. Oh, did you get it afterwards? Aww. Well, I mean, I was still like right there at like the launch window. Yeah, but yeah. That was, you know, we actually had pretty early access to that oh. game, and uh, and I just thought for sure that had a game that had you know victim of its own hype written all over it. Like it had been built up and built up. It got a ten yeah. from us and everyone else. Like one of the best re- reviewed games of the generation, and I was positive that like okay, it's going to be really good, maybe even great. 
but come yeah. on, really? And then I'm super happy to have been proven wrong. I yeah. absolutely love it. It's mm-hmm. it's one of my it's probably my personal favorite character action game maybe ever. Hmm. Like um, of the Uncharted ilk, like that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. You throw it in with Uncharted? I don't think I've Well, well think I'm just saying like that action. like that like, you know, Bayonetta, Uncharted, mm-hmm. God of War, you know, those sorts mm-hmm. of third person melee. Tomb Raider? Th- th- yeah. Th- okay. yeah. So I think I think it's the <clears throat> pinnacle of that level of game design and mm-hmm. just the sheer level of spectacle and the stuff that's on display is just jaw dropping, yeah. delivered yeah. on every front. Yeah, even though there was so much hype, uh, when, as I began my playthrough, we I we'd already given it a ten. Uh, I was still like constantly like I can't believe right? I can't believe how good this game is. If you go back and see my tweets, I'm like, play the first couple of hours of God of War. It's really yeah. good, and then I'm like. Wow, well, this game is excellent. <laughs> and then like it gets better over time. Like yeah, usually yeah. I've had my fill of a game and I'm like, okay, you know, like I, I'm through with the game before the game's over. And then God of War is the ep- opposite. I just couldn't yeah. get enough. I just thought it got better and better. My experience this year has been very different from Sam's in that I feel like I've gotten a lot of really solid good games this year, mm-hmm. along with a few great standouts. Uh, I do consider God of War a great game mm-hmm. uh, among some other games I played this year. But I've also been very happy with kind of that week to week. A lot of stuff on Switch, a lot of stuff that's mm-hmm. smaller stuff on PlayStation that I've just really liked this year. Super Burger Time. Um, super. I, I like Super Burger Time. <laughs> I do too. <laughs> I, I sat the other night playing Wizard Fire. I don't know why. Uh, yeah, that that's was another that, weird one. That's another weird one. I kind of like like weird weirder gauntlet. But um, yeah, uh, I did like the the quality of the writing in God of War more than anything. That's that's what I enjoyed yeah. about it. So very very rarely felt like video game writing, which has kind of a cadence to it. They really made some bold moves in the writing department that I thought elevated that game along with very good gameplay. I just went back to Celeste. Uh, yeah. uh, for the first time in a long Which time. Which I need to because I played several hours but never finished it. Guess what? Celeste's still real, real good. Yeah. And um, made me go, wow, as much as I love God of War and as revolutionary as it is, Celeste deserved its 10. Uh, I, 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 no, 20 minutes back with it made mm-hmm. me go, wow, this was a great video game. So I haven't made up my mind what my game of the year is uh, yet. Those two are very high in the running. There's a couple other things that play in and out at this point. Um I, I think it's too early for me to predict. I'll spend several days making this decision when the time rolls around. But mm-hmm. both of those definitely deserve to be in the conversation. But I think, like I said, I, I respect Sam's opinion that this hasn't been the year he's looking for. But I've been very happy. Things, and then you get you know, weird stuff like Subspace Circular popping up on Switch or, yeah. or things like that. I haven't that, heard of that one. Okay, so that's there's a there's a, a Sam-ass game that's right the, there. Is that the robot yeah, Sam-ass game? Sam-ass game? Yeah. Sam-ass game. I've been meaning to play that. That's it's a Metroid? Mike Bithel game. The guy that did um, the dude that did uh, Thomas Was Alone. Uh, it's, it's like a two-hour storytelling narrative, almost pseudo-text adventure game. Uh, that's really that's cool. what you're riding on the subway with, a, and you're a robot. Is that the that, game? Subspace Circular? Yeah. I don't want to spoil too much about it because if you say, <laughs> it's like a two-hour game, so I don't want to say too much about it, mm. but it's neat. Yeah. Mm. I think uh, I, I want to clarify that I didn't like God of War as much as other people, but I think it's an amazingly crafted game. Okay. You know? Like the writing, I think you're exactly right. The acting and the writing is so good in that game. Mm-hmm. It's just not what I want to play games to do. Yeah, I want to watch Netflix for that. What do you want to What do you want to play games to do right now? Explore. Explore. Oh, okay. Well, there has been less opportunity for that. You're That's right. right. Um, f- thankfully, Red Dead Two is coming. Mm-hmm. Uh, yay, explore. Yeah, there is exploration in Far Cry Five. Yeah, that's true. That I was, was dis- a, I was um, disappointed. 
Yeah, I know a lot of people were. I liked it a lot. Do you Far still recommend it? You, you, I recommend you, it. Even, you, even if you're disappointed with it, would you still give it a whirl? Well, I mean, I it's such a nitpick, but like not really. Like I played on PC and on Steam, it doesn't, it didn't have like native Steam controller support, and Steam just relies on the community. It's like you download, like there'll be like ten controller options, and mm. some guys like, okay, like I map the game to be like it is on the Xbox, but it was like there was no brakes in cars. And I'm like, how is this a triple A game from a major studio on a major platform that just like they just didn't build in? And like that like was you, a, you can only roll to a stop. Well, like or run, hit a tree. They're just relying on like community mapped controls. Mm -hmm. And I was like, and then so then I downloaded it the next day and the guy's like, OK, like this is there was a new profile that had been voted up controller mapping profile. And the guy said, OK, 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 this is mapped like that other game is. But now you can break in your car, but you can't switch weapons with your D pad. Oh. And I'm just like, why? <laughs> like, why? Hmm. It was, it was just, I was just flabbergasted that like that was a thing on PC. Yeah. Um, but even outside of that, the game didn't. That was just like the cherry on whatever the pie of like well, this game's not for me. I liked it. Yeah. yeah. Another thing to remember, and here, here's a surprising thing. I'm on Scoop. I'm going to talk about old games. It's been a great year for uh, everything new is old again, and everything old is new again. Yeah. Uh, really, I don't need other games because Ikaruga's on Switch. And Ruga. yeah, mm -hmm. uh, Street Fighter 30th uh, has been a delight. That collection yeah, is very cool. Oh, yeah, it's great. It's tw it's just all the arcade Street Fighters mm -hmm. with really loving emulation. I mean, down to some crazy features, like if you have eight switches, you can play the tournament mode with eight players mm -hmm. that one of the machines offered. And, yeah, that's but, cool. But beyond that, just going back and playing 12 of, and that is 12 or 11 of the best fighting games ever and one really terrible one all in one package. Yeah, Which one's a terrible one? The first one. Street Fighter 1. Just um, Street Fighter. Yeah, Street Fighter is not a good game. I played it in the arcade when I was a kid and the, from the decision to have motion or um, force, pressure controlled yeah, pressure buttons. controlled buttons, you know, how do you do to deliver yeah. a harder punch? Hit the button harder. That's a great idea. But it's also just janky. It's not smooth at all. Have you guys seen that? It's yeah. a pneumatic controlled button. Like those games are, are so not around right now. It's really hard to see or play what Street Fighter actually felt like. I played a Street Fighter 2 arcade machine that was rigged up that way. Oh, wow. Use it like they had just modified it? Had, it? it had one punch and one kick button that you had to hit it for light, medium, and heavy. Oh, my gosh. I didn't even know you could do that with a board conversion. Yeah. I, I don't know if it was modified or if that was just a limited run official thing or not. I mean, I was a kid, right? So um, yeah. that's how Street Fighter 1 was at first. And then they added just regular controls after it. They just broke. You, know? I you had to punch a giant, basically, <laughs> balloon. The uh, the news really silly. But talking about like solid games, just kind of, I mean, the, the new Blast Blue game, um, the, the new Blast Blue Cross fighting game that's kind of like designed to be baby's first fighter, hmm. but has like the, all the Persona guys. It, usually fighting games have gotten so inaccessible, they're only for fighting game people. And so it's yeah. like, what if we just made a fighting game that anybody can sit down and play and it's still fun and tactical? Like Drop and, Kick? Huh? Like Dive Kick? Dive yeah, kick, but instead of being one hit based, it feels more like Street Fighter 2 type. Uh, it's just like, oh wait, here's a game that you can sit down and learn the controls in five minutes and all your friends are gonna be on roughly equal footing for the first several hours. And that hasn't happened a lot in fighting games in a while. So it's, there's just so many really neat creative things happening right now, but game of the year stuff, I think for me, it's still going to be between God of War and Celeste right mm -hmm. now. But this fall may completely blow that up. Well, sure. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I mean, like most of the heavy hitters of the year are yet to come. It's yeah. True. I'm looking forward to so many games. Yeah. Also, Very play Minute. Now. Play Minute. Uh, yeah. You need to play Minute. You need to check that out. What about Monster Hunter World? 
Uh, I like Monster Hunter games. I didn't give World the time it deserved. Uh, that happened at a time when I was launching a business. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, so World did not get nearly the time it deserved from me. Everybody I know that spent time with it. Actually, I have a friend that runs a, a YouTube channel around World and is still playing it. And I never ceased to be amazed by how much TLC went into it and the fact that it's continuing to get support. But um, I don't know if I'm ever going to give World the 100-hour sh- uh, shrift it really deserves. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of how he felt about it, too. I liked it a lot, sunk many an hour into it, but then just kind of fell off and don't really feel the drive to go back to it. Whereas, like, God of War, like, that game pulled me through yep. from beginning to end. You know, I played it every night nonstop until I beat it. I actually divided God of War up into chunks. It was kind of like when I read Lord of the Rings. I did it in pieces because I wanted to spread it out. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I wanted to preserve it. Um, nice. I really, yeah, it was fun, fun experience. But yeah, I, I am glad that what Sam said about exploration got said because there hasn't been a lot of focus on exploration in games this year. I mean, maybe right. Far Cry could count as that, but sorry, yeah, but Far I didn't want to. It's kill Cry. people in the United States a whole lot. I just didn't feel like it this year. There's enough of that going on anyway. I don't think we um, can imagine it. Yeah, Iron Maiden Pinball from Stern is a really good game. Iron Maiden oh, Pinball man. is really that fun. Pinball table is so good. It, it's a, surprising to get such a good pinball machine out of such a weird theme. Can, can you summarize for people that aren't familiar with pinball what makes that table so Yeah, compelling? but I'll keep it quick. It's because uh, it's as mummies. Mummies are cool. I like mummies a lot. <laughs> mummies are pretty cool. It's not Iron Maiden themed as much as it is like 80s like jacket themed, like metal, like it's got a, LP cover art themed. You got a weird uh, multi-ball mode around dog fighting. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, it has like World War One dogfighting. Oh, like when most, you said dogfighting, I was thinking about like yeah. two dogs in a no, pit. Like, not, okay, like, good. That's what, what makes good it fun kind. is that most of the things in the game are either like a really fast loop to shoot or a cool like pyramid ramp in the back of the game, which is fun. And then everything leads to a short multi ball. And so yeah. you're always just like playing for 20 seconds with a single ball, and then all of a sudden there's just a multi ball again. It's like the best balance of that. It's, it's very so fast. It's a very fast yeah. table. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it plays really loud. Iron Maiden music. Yeah. That's also time. A, uh, that's a great virtue in, in anything in life. But yeah, uh, they nailed that machine. Go go check it out at your local bar or arcade. So speaking of pinball, I thought you liked Yoku's Island Express. Uh, yeah, I do like that game a lot. Okay, but you know, that's it's not a game of the year contender. Like it's no. a very cute, charming, well, original idea. I agree with like, you. I just Sam's acting like he hasn't played anything good this year. Yeah, it was delightful. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, and, and again, think, that that switch. I was, I'm in game of the year mode though. Like yeah, I mean, I've played a lot of games, but yeah, I'm not gonna. What's the best thing you've played recently? Who are you oh, looking I'm playing at? Oxenfree right now, and I really like. Ooh, that. I love Oxenfree! Yay! Yeah, it's cool. That's so much fun. There, Damon, oh, go ahead. There's just so many games that came out of last year that I didn't get to this year, so it's hard for game of the year. I just played Wolfenstein and stuff like that, you know, this year. So mm-hmm. you know how it goes. Yeah, I'm playing. You're playing Assassin's Creed, right? Assassin's Creed Origins, mm-hmm. which is very, very. Damon, I haven't looked it up, but I received a message from someone just last night that we are apparently within like 1,500 views of Holy Chip Three, <laughs> and it's only been like two years. I know we are so. almost there. The and system works. I have, I and I have Alien Crush ready. It's Alien Crush. I was trying to remember what yeah. the next finally game, a game alphabetically. Care about. I have Alien Crush ready to go. Well, I've been playing a lot of Yoku's Island, so I feel like I'm really good at video game pinball mm-hmm. right now. All right, there we go. Sonic's pinball. No, I haven't been playing. As good as Alien Crush is, Devil's Crush is better. <laughs> you did play that in the the Genesis collection. I did recently. play a little bit of that. Yeah, that game. Played it more recently than us, probably. Yeah, it's very slow. Slow for pinball, yeah. <laughs> Dude, I also loved uh, Bloodstained Curse of the Moon. Mm-hmm. I think oh. that game is awesome. Yeah, I both really that and Yoku, Yoku I like a lot. Like Those are, those are cool definitely games. definitely like one of my favorite games I've played this year. Yeah, Curse of the Moon is, is really compelling. Uh, both the really interesting way they decided to evoke the spirit of the, of the 
Konami VRC6 chip in that. Mm-hmm. Like this ridiculous amount of fidelity they totally did not have to do. So yeah. you're talking kind of, about like the ability to make big, colorful sprites. Exactly. But within. That looks like NES, but the NES probably couldn't have done that. Well, yeah, maybe with the VR. Well, it, they couldn't have upresed it to not that. Not without any flicker or. Yeah. Well, but, Castlevania 3 on the Super Fam. Or I mean, on the Famicom Disk system had some extra stuff going It on. does. It has some extra. Because people always talk about the sound, and it had that, but it also had extra graphics going for it. It yeah. could do things graphically Wait. the NES could not normally do. And Sorry, I misspoke. It's not disk system, though. No, it's not disk system. It's a cartridge. I, it's, it's a That's cartridge. Why it, has the hardware. it has a VRC6 chip, which was one of the most advanced chipsets ever developed for the Famicom. You guys can just tune out for about <laughs> yes. three, three more minutes. <laughs> no, but it does need we'll things like the sprites. The sprites tend to be three colored. But you're right, Damon. It's yeah. a really good like Castlevania 3 tribute, but it doesn't feel like a tribute. I feel like it has more strategy to it than Castlevania 3. I, I love switching the characters. You switch and characters, then, and then you have to also choose which special power. Yeah. To equip for each character. Well, that's kind of what. And then which character dies? Yeah, exactly. And, which is the funny thing Spoilers. that you And that's what Nintendo. No, no, you don't. Just in that level. You, you, they're your you, lives. You have to, like, th- you only have four characters, and they, when they die, you don't get to use them anymore. So you want to use your crappy one. Like Ninja Turtles. Like Ninja Turtles, exactly. But also, exactly. each of the characters has unique traversal abilities, and there's certain areas you can only get, so you got to factor mm-hmm. that in, yeah. too. It's like yeah. Ninja Turtles, if mm. one of the characters could jump higher than the other. Ninja others, Turtles, and, Metroidvania. Yeah, exactly. Or like Super Mario Brothers 2, Doki Doki Panic. Very good. Wouldn't a good version of Ninja Turtles be if we modded it to only have four Donatellos? Yeah, I would play that. Wouldn't that be cool? (laughs) Wouldn't that be fun? Or just get rid of that water level. Just skip it. <laughs> if you buy but getting through the seaweed, there's, so hard. It's, it's that one moment. Get rid of that screen. I bought this this uh, Sega collection on Steam a while ago. It's not the same one that just came out, but I think it's almost exactly the same games. But it accepts mods, and I have this wonderful Streets of Rage two mod that lets you play as the Ninja Turtles. Mm. Oh, it's cool! Wonderful. You're playing Streets of Rage, but you're Donatello. It's great. Yeah, that's really it's all good. I want that's in life. Good. Uh, Did you guys beat Curse? What curse of the minute? I still I, have, I haven't beaten it yet. I, I did, and, and like it gets it gets harder and harder. And I thought it would get to a point where I didn't want. To, I would just like be like, I'm not going to do this anymore. Yeah. But because the characters have special skills, it's almost like Mega Man, mm. where the bosses have weaknesses. So mm-hmm. if you bring in this like ice attack from the wizard, you bust out the wizard, and you can freeze the entire boss sometimes. And that makes sense yeah, because so it's made cool. by Inti Creates, the same people who made Mega Man Nine, the best Mega Man game. Yep. And uh, when, also, did, when did you decide that? What <laughs> Mega Man Nine? Yeah, long ago. I, Mega Man Nine has been my favorite Mega Man game since it came out. Well, probably not before the year two thousand nine. I wrote an article about this on IGN.com long ago. You wrote uh, who let you do that? I think you did. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> You wrote Mega Man 9 is the best Mega Man? Yeah, I'm pretty sure I put that on the list, yeah. What's Uh, the second best? Probably two. Um, I think it goes 9, 2, 3, 10 um, for the top four. Save, Um, yeah. And also, uh, Blaster Master, uh, the Blaster Master game on Switch, which is way good, way, pardon me, way good. From launch. It's way better than it has any business being. Yeah. Like, that game is actually great. Um, and another Indie Creates game. They're very good at taking that old style. Indie did that one? That's yeah. great. Okay. Yeah, they did cool. that. And they're very good at like t- making games that look old but play new. Yeah. And uh, mm-hmm. that, that's, that's kind of their jam. Uh, they, they really have that down. You also, I, I, I did get to play Bloodstained Ritual of the Night. Right. The main uh, Yeah, you, you got to play it too at E3, right? Uh, E3's a go. Okay. E3. But this oh. time, Iga did a demo on yeah. the show. It's just you didn't play it. Right? Yeah. Okay, I got to play that. And... This I enjoyed the first demo, but the second demo and fighting that second boss, I was a la carte. Mm-hmm. Like I knew I had muscle memory movements for a game I'd never oh, played before. Awesome. I was like, <gasps> oh, I got so excited. I was like, I could control my character, and I, 
I knew what to do instinctually for a video game I never played. It was the weirdest thing. So you ducked in the corner and you just punched over. No, there. no, I did, <laughs> but I did. I did get the the knife and do the Alucard crowd and stab. Like yeah, exactly. I was like threw the gun away. I'm like no sword. I'm just like close in and step 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 run away. Close in step 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 mm-hmm. run away. It was great. I loved it. That little yeah. knife in in Symphony of the Night is. First half of the game just owns. Yeah. The knife or like there's the knuckles, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, the little knuckles. Yeah, yeah. The Bellisard. Oh, sorry. I'm doing that thing. Bloodstain is supposed to be out this year, but doesn't have a release date yet. Uh, Anyway, I feel like God of War is far and away the the front runner for Game of the Year consideration at this point. Yeah. It's just we do have things like Red Dead coming out. Spider-Man. Red Dead. Yeah, Yeah. who knows? If only you had a source for all your Red Dead news. If only. There was a podcast dedicated. Are you plug your podcast? To Absolutely, I'm going to plug my podcast. Right. Red Dead Radio. Well, that was your chance. That was it. <laughs> Damon did it for me. Find out more at reddeadradio.com. Um, is there anything we're missing that would be like a contender that needs to be mentioned at this nope. point? Okay. <laughs> I just wanted to make sure. So before we move on, the angry, time. The angry emails are on their way. We talked a little bit. I wanted to share a little bit about what we've been playing recently. I know we touched on that. Justin, mm-hmm. what have you oh, been playing? Oh, boy. I, <laughs> my answer would have been nothing. I kind of, you know, I go through cycles of things. I'm actually, although I loved God of War, I'm mostly with Sam, where, like, nothing's really grabbed me this year, mm-hmm. calendar year 2018 so well, far. But God of War. But God of War. Yeah. Um, but I downloaded Luminous on the Nintendo oh, Switch. there you go. There you go. Dude. Speaking of old games. Not that this is, like, a surprise or unknown to anyone, but it's the best puzzle game ever made. Pear made hey. a beautiful tweet yeah. in response to that. It really what is a, a work response? of art. It, uh, it, it was, needs to be read aloud to be to be done properly, but it's an amalgamation of like... I saw your tweet, but I didn't see Paris. It's like response. eight different puzzle games all worked into one coherent response. Mm-hmm. He just yeah. uses them in clever ways. It's like really dad cute. Joke, dad joke puzzle game tweet. Yeah. It, and is Luminous Mas- so, always control-based, or is it... Does it, it was a PSP first, right? Yeah, PSP. Right. So it oh. works perfectly on Switch. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it, it's it's superb. Some people complain about the Switch's D-pad. They think it's a little sticky, and I'm, I'm not saying that they're... The one that's, like, on the Joy-Con? Yeah, and, like, huh. I'm not no discounting that or yeah. saying that there's not any truth to that, but um, I didn't... Like, I had people tweeting at me, like, oh, are there D-pad issues? And I'm like, mm, when I, I just play yeah. the game, and I'm having fun. Like, when I play, like, twitchy action games like Mega Man or mm-hmm. some of the arcade shoot-em-ups that have uh, been coming to the Switch, I prefer that Joy-Con D-pad to the Pro mm-hmm. controllers. Yeah? Uh, wh- so why is that? Is it, it just, just it feels more responsive? Like, By the way, when I say best puzzle game of all time, puzzle games come in two categories. There's right. like the witness, and then there's like yeah, lot yeah, yeah, clearing totally. puzzle games. But I don't like it's a way less declarative statement to be like it's the greatest Tetris style puzzle mm-hmm. game ever made. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. just understand that that's like an unspoken asterisk next yeah, to yeah. that declaration. But Tetris was the greatest for thirty years, and then Hattress. <laughs> and, there then, was and then there's that tiny window yeah. where <laughs> Spectrum Holobytes <laughs> classic Hattress. And now it's, Second time now it's Luminous. Where do you come no. down on uh, on Super Puzzle Fighter? I like it. Uh, I like, I I like, like it. it. Somewhere in the world, there's a very angry Magical Drop 3 contingent. Yeah, just you Mark, well, Mark, no, that was not me. You no, guys no, bring no. up a good point, though. There's actually, I think, another category of puzzle game, which is just multiplayer puzzle games. Mm. And like head-to-head is just yeah. a different... Puzzle battlers. You don't want to do like, that all the time. Like Puzzle Bubble. Twinkle Star Sprites yeah. is, falls B- under that. Bust a move. Yeah. Bust move. Yeah. Well, and then, uh, of course, even Tetris and Dr. Mario. Yeah. Um, I mean, Tetris originally was a, a head-to-head game on Game Boy. Yeah, yeah. that's a good like, point. I haven't played Luminous since the PSP, so what, it was a decade ago. And like I picked it back up and like it that game's ability to like get you back into a flow state like mm. with just just like that where like yeah. uh you know you're turned off to the world and like and the muscle memory returns and you know how to deal with situations where like there's one block on its own so you have to like rotate the thing and get it to fall and connect like ugh, yeah it's the l- best it's l- perfect luminous mm. is uh, i think it's chill tetris 
Um, it, it, Childress. Yeah, it's you're sitting there and it's weirdly relaxing even when you're failing. Uh, most of most of a luminous experience is kind of zen, and I do like that about it. And I think there's some validity to what you're saying. Tetris, I think, is is uh, still, in my opinion, the, the one I enjoy the most. I really do. But luminous deserves accolades that place it at every bit of the tights. It's an innovation on a formula uh, that I haven't seen somebody take an idea as good as Tetris and do something fresh with it that still feels equally intuitive that very often. PSVR Tetris. Yeah, what about the new VR Tetris? I look forward to that more Tetris than Evolution. almost yeah. any game this year. Yeah. I, I think I want to play that more than just about anything. Yeah, because you really liked the <coughs> VR puzzle game already. I, you reviewed. I liked Super Hypercube, Super Hypercube. Uh, which, which kind of falls into the same place. Mm -hmm. I liked Res VR because Res is awesome and VR is awesome and together. Area X mm -hmm. and that is one of the best realizations of virtual reality I've seen. It's like, oh, here's what virtual reality should be like. Okay, I get it. When you do Area X, you finally go, this is why everybody's Wait, so excited about because it's realistic VR. or because it's stylized? Be neither, because it's designed well. It's hiding behind beautiful stylization, mm -hmm. but he just knows how to make the space the perfect size and how to, he understands how far you can turn your head in a given amount of time and how far before you get motion sick and what's comfortable flowing movement and how to sync it all Wait, the is music. That just, is that the shooter? Uh, that's the shooter. Yeah, that's the the or, big circular yeah, area yeah, X shooter. Trip, stage. man. I, yeah. I really liked how um, you just feel like exactly like you're actually not in like another world. You're in like a little microcosm. Yeah, I think that's that's cool. area X, and that's the same guy that's doing Tetris VR. So mm -hmm. that's what's exciting, and the same guy that made Luminous. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I think that this is a very good time for that. But yeah, Tetris. But yeah, Luminous. Yeah, excited. I don't even know what I'm saying anymore. I'm gonna shut up. Somebody else talk. Well. I'm looking forward to getting back into Luminous, but I've been spending a lot of time with a new mobile game. It's been a long time since I got stuck into a mobile game. Yeah, seriously. This is Dungeon Maker Dark Lord. Oh, I know that game. Anyone oh. knows this? Yeah, I've been play I'm playing that game. Yeah, it's it's so fun. It's um, roguelike tower defense laid out in a board game format. Mm -hmm. It's a little bit like Slay the Spire, which is a PC game. So yeah, um, yeah. Ooh. It, it, it's it, one of those where you're the bad guy in the dungeon and you're yeah. trying to stop the heroes. I love that from yeah. getting in. And it's yeah. on mobile. Yeah. And oh, then yeah. you're making choices about. I think it's like, on PC as well. Do you want to have a new? You like hatch an egg? That's like a new monster new that monster. you can place on the board to help you defend, or do you want to upgrade your hero? Or like, you yeah. have to make each or each like, level you beat, you make a choice about how to get stronger. Yeah. Or do you want to place a trap in one of your rooms? Okay, so that, this sounds great. I love that you, that formula of yeah, you as the yeah, evil dungeon master. Like, I, I keep waiting for somebody to go back. There's this old game, Wizardry Four, which was one of the first games to do that, where you played as Warden. Sounds the like guy. it was the fourth game. It was, but it's the first game that that was you as the bad guy. <laughs> you're the villain from the first three games, Twist. and they did this really cool you're thing. Trying to escape from and you're the trying dungeon, to escape from the dungeon. But the but the enemies they had people. This is pre-internet. Mail in their floppy disks. Yeah. with their hero parties from the first three games. They like saved their characters oh, and man. mailed them. And so all the monsters you meet in the dungeon are real world hero parties that people have created. And then you fight the heroes. I want somebody to do that in a contemporary setting. It's got to be possible. You want someone right? to have to mail in? No, but I want I wanted an automated it's version of that. Just your guns, right? mail. I always no, like the, uh, like World of Warcraft does this, and other RPGs do this sometimes, where you have like the dark mirror universe version of like the five character like you face off against another party that's like a healer and a tank mm -hmm. and you know a mage and a whatever and they're just like sort of twisted versions of you know instead of fighting a hydra or a dragon you're just fighting you know another version of your own group. Mm -hmm. I like that. Yeah, I love that mechanic. But I want to play this game, damn it. That's yeah, great. Called Dungeon Maker Dark Lord. It's not free to play. It costs like three bucks. Uh, you can play it offline. Yeah. It's really fun. Oh, it's not free to play. Even better. Yeah, that's great. You just pay for it. Yeah. Yay! Mm -hmm. Imagine that. Are you guys playing anything else? Yeah, I sure. mentioned I was playing Oxenfree, yeah. and uh, that's because so many people in the office 
flip for that game. And Justin had brought up that he didn't like it as much. Yeah. And, um, you know, it, it's it's a you walk around and you listen to conversations between teenagers. Mm. And so, like, you you have to be ready to accept that, like, you're basically listening to a kind of a radio play. Mm. You know, there's not a lot to play in the game. Yeah. But it that part of it is like out of war, like it's orchestrated like mm-hmm. really well. Mm-hmm. So it has to be, you know, what you're looking for in a game. Yeah. I haven't checked that one out yet. I'm playing a few That's things neat. on Switch right now. I'm playing Songbringer, uh, which is really neat. It's a Which kind of that? it's a kind of a Zelda-ish. It's like Zelda and a roguelike had a baby. Um, it's fun. It creates Zelda-esque worlds, like Link What's to the Past the graphic worlds. Style? It, it's lovely. I don't know how to describe <laughs> it. It's kind of like pixel impressionism, mm-hmm. uh, which is part of what makes the game beautiful. It's got great sound and these really unique graphics that don't look quite like anything else, uh, and they're they're unique in a pretty way. I, I don't I don't know how to describe them, hmm. uh, but I do suggest you look at it um, and and take a peek because I'm having quite a bit of fun with it. Uh, it's on Switch. Nice song West of Loathing on Switch. I've been playing lately, and that's great. Uh, have any of y'all played that? No. It's like one of those very few video games that's actually funny. Well, it's it, like spinoff of Kingdom of Loathing, so it's got the stick figure mm-hmm. art, you know, but it's sort of a, it's a Western cowboy-themed RPG, mm-hmm. fairly traditional RPG. Yeah, right? very traditional RPG with great humor. Yeah. Uh, it's the kind of game where there's a lot of text, and it's worth reading because you laugh every time you do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I really enjoyed that, and of course, yeah, uh, Donkey Kong, because it's there now. And the sound doesn't bother you? What, the sound on Donkey Kong? Yeah. I haven't been irritated by it. Is the sound is the sound bothering people? I hadn't heard about this. Yeah, it's not arcade accurate. Yeah, a friend of the show, Mike Micah, has been tweeting about how um, uh, Mario's footsteps have sampled in an interesting way to make it so it doesn't go. It's not randomized. Yeah, exactly. I'm not explaining it well. It's playing the noises should be all over the place. Instead, it's just so the emulation's wrong. Yeah, the emulation. Okay, it's just not. Should you care? Um, I mean, maybe it's nice. Uh, That was a rhetorical question. All right, let's check in with listeners. Listeners, Listeners, remember you can always reach us at the email address, gamescoop at IGN.com, just like Yusuf from North Carolina, a.k.a. one of the most beautiful states on the East Coast. Represent North Carolina, that's right. Hickory all the way. <laughs> what is Hickory? Very excited. That's my hometown. Hickory. Oh, okay. Hickory, North Carolina. Also just cool. a delicious... Flame. A nice smoky odor. <laughs> Hickory, North Carolina. Fred T. Ford High School, home of the Tigers. That's right. The Hickory Tigers. No, they're, that they're the Ford. delicious. No, it's the Hickory Red Tornadoes, the Fred T. Ford Tigers. Mm. What are you saying? Um, Hickory Crawdads, minor league baseball team. Now that sounds good. That's a cool name. Yeah, yeah. It sounds like delicious, right? Delicious summer Hickory Crawdads. Our, our mascot is Conrad the Crawdad. That's a cute right. name. Yeah. All right. Well, Yusuf, your friend from North Carolina, says, with the recent E3 announcements, how would you rank your excitement for the upcoming shared world shooters, oh. Fallout 76, Division 2, and Anthem? I lean Division That's 2, though I'm not a fan of grindy gameplay loops unless the moment-to-moment is fun and accomplishing missions feels rewarding. That's it. Oh. Uh, I would I would call the division a top ten disappointment for me. This generation, <laughs> the original division, um, just a completely you know humorless generic world with bullet spongy enemies. Mm-hmm. That was just a worse Destiny in almost every way. 
Yeah. So uh, how are you feeling about Chewie? Yeah. Has there ever been a more Justin Davis feature than the top 10 disappointments? I, it doesn't seem like, like that's the, the reveal of two and it reversed any of that. No. I, I mean, I get accused of being a hater a lot, but I want to point out that I just heaped tremendous amounts of praise on God of War this yeah, week. So uh, remember that, commenters. Um, <laughs> not no, the fair, division's just not my thing. The sequel at least looks, you know, brighter and it's sort of jungly, you know, plant heavy DC is a little bit more interesting setting than like New York at winter, but um, yeah. nah, it's probably not for me. Yeah, what, what they showed of the Division 2 at the Ubisoft conference did nothing for me. Uh, sure. more so the same. question is, do we rank Fallout or Anthem higher? Yeah. Anthem. Uh, Fallout well, for me. Yeah. Definitely. I would probably lean Fallout, even though I have my reservations about that game too. It's just Fallout is a known quantity that I love. Yeah. Yeah. Like Anthem is like, I don't really know what's going on there. I don't get the Anthem impression that Bioware. Fa- yeah, yeah and I but the it's not it's really a Bioware game. game so. And is Fallout really a shared world shooter? Because I, I could care less about shared world shooters. That is not my kind of game. But Fallout looks like something that might be both shooting and exploratory based. I like the fact that there are other kinds of goals, other weird ways to play. I like the fact that there's a lot of of AI interaction going on, death claws and stuff running around and doing their thing. And yeah. there may be ways to manipulate that in interesting ways. And that Fallout universe is exciting for me. So I, I that, and I like seeing a AAA studio try something different, yeah, um, which nice. doesn't happen very often. The monsters look really good too. We've talked about how uh, monsters on GameScape, I think they have really good designs finally. Uh, I'm worried about building in Fallout. I don't want to build personally. Mm-hmm. And, they're kind and of I didn't like that. it in four. And there, I it seems like it in it. four. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, it, it gives you the option though, right? You don't have to do it. I'm, I'm worried about being forced to do it this game, but maybe it'll be kind of fun, like tower defense type stuff. Cause it looked like there's a thing today in which these monsters are attacking that your camp that you create. Mm. Look nice. I didn't see that. that. That's cool. Yeah. It was like a big bat and the bat was <laughs> shooting laser rings. It looked amazing. It does. The one, the one thing I'm going to miss is, uh, and this has actually been a really hard one for me, is since I'm sharing a universe with other people, I can't cheat anymore. Mm. And that no, no mods. Yeah, that's that's actually really hard because I always cheat when I play Fallout games. I, I that's Fallout games should only be played on PC, so you can cheat. That's that's how it <laughs> well, works. Honestly, and, you che- everybody cheats in Fallout because the save system is cheating. Yeah, that's true. There's and that, uh, you like you 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 just make a library of I can go back to this if I screw up saves. Yeah, you know, and you even do that before you play a randomized game or whatever. So like when you're doing that, I don't I don't even see how this Fallout's going to have a save system like that. How yeah. can it? How can it? Oh, that's I don't think it can, or it, I don't think it can unless so you're playing no single bats, player. and then the, it follows its main gameplay element, which is saving. We get called. We got called those. out repeatedly when we said no vats yeah, in the but comments, like, but people need to understand that vats oh, is sorry, being able yeah. to pause that's and be tactical what, what and choose your body is. parts. And they're like, no, Todd Howard says it has vats. And it's like, look, yo, we, like we understand that yeah, there's yeah. some version of that that mm-hmm. doesn't involve pausing and you know it's probably targeting body parts in real time but that mm-hmm. doesn't mean it's the same what what if yeah. it's just 100 player servers and it turns out anytime anyone uses vats the whole game pauses for everybody <laughs> and that's why they gave you, you just the, have to wait that's why they whoever gave hits you, the button first it's yeah. like you're frozen <laughs> but in a clever innovation all those little mini games they created that you could play arcade style on your vats like mm. the little the Ooh. little arcade yeah. you can just sit there and do those while somebody else is vatsing until their time maybe everyone does vats at the same time oh <sighs> Whoa, turn-based vats. What was that, uh, Frost, what was that multiplayer game, the top-down tactical game where you did actions and then the other player did actions and they played out simultaneously? Oh, there's a lot of those. Um, <laughs> actually, that, that goes all the way back to tabletop working. No, I know, but there was a really popular one with... Mm. Uh, <sighs> Sorry, Justin, I don't know which one you're going for. Frozen Synapse. Oh, yeah. I have not played Frozen Synapse. That's a cool game, but I never played multiplayer. I uh, just played the, against the computer. Mm. 
So, but and I played Anthem, and I like how it yeah. feels. Like it, it feels really cool, but it also feels like a really generic military sci-fi game. Hmm. And I, w- I want to know what the Bioware side of it is. Yeah. And it's hard for them to show that, right? I think Anthem. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, there's not that many games. Like, it's more Iron Man-y than I think people are giving it credit for. Like, it really is about you as a person inside these giant hulking suits that can fly through the air and, and, you know, go underwater. And, like, when they showed off that game a year ago, I sort of just, you know, like, that's what they showed off in their demo. But I'm like, how will that actually translate to gameplay and how will it feel? Like, it's very exploration heavy. I don't know. To me, Anthem is the winner out of those three games Hmm. in terms of, like, what's my interest level. Well. Fallout 76, when they said, you will not encounter a human in that game world that's not pl- that's not another human being that's yeah. not a player. I'm like, all right, this game could be really well made and really excellent in a lot of ways, but this is not going to be a game for me. Yeah, And maybe Fallout 76 and Anthem and The Division will all be a very different game two years from now. That's, that's the weirdest thing about mm-hmm. when these games launch is that we can compare them by whenever Division 2 comes out and... Then they're going to be completely different three years after that. Yeah, that's I wonder true. what kind of loot box shenanigans they're all going to have. Yeah, that's a dirty word now, so I think they're going to try to avoid it. It's hard to say with Fallout, though. Yeah, he's avoiding it. I don't know about the other two. Loot fox is a good word, though. Loot yeah. fox. All right, we have to keep things fair and balanced. That last question was from North Carolina. This question is from South Carolina. It's Hunter. It's the name. You don't have to balance the Carolinas. <laughs> no, you, yeah, you don't. One is better than the other, objectively. Well... I didn't say that. Hunter, Hunter might right. have some words. North Carolina that escalated quickly. Hunter can say what he wants. North Carolina is better than South. North Carolina is full of beautiful mountainous country wow. and blue skies. Wow. And South Carolina is the sand heap that God created after he was done making North Carolina and he had some leftover junk digging in the deeper. Wow. Okay. Tripling down. Well, anyway, Hunter says, I was having a discussion about the games shown E3 this year with my friend and the conversation turned to Fallout 76. When I asked her what she thought of the game, she said, it's just another Battle Royale game. What? After considering this, I've realized that Bethesda has bamboozled us all. They've created a Fallout-themed Battle Royale game <laughs> without the shrinking map and had the nerve to charge $60 for it. Like a slow Battle Royale. <laughs> I was wondering where the Scoop crew stands on this. If you disagree, why? Well, uh, so I disagree because it's not a yeah. Battle Royale game. Yeah, I don't know how to... Let's be clear about this. It's just not a Battle Royale game. I do want to say, Hunter, pro use of the word bamboozle. Underrated word in general. And yep. Since Jared's not going to respond to somebody from South Carolina, yeah. I'll take his answer. Okay. I'm uh, just kidding. Go for it. Okay. Well, uh, I think I would define the Battle Royale genre as it has it's, to have a closing in map. <laughs> no, Battle Royale is just last man standing. Yeah. It, yeah, it has to have. But they all do have the closing in map. I think it has to have the closing in map. Yeah. It has to have that. I mean, no, it doesn't have to do that. The, the concept of Battle Royale existed before PUBG. Oh, okay. no, but it You're has to... You're talking about it in popular culture. It has yeah. to have that because otherwise there's no forcing of well, the I conflict. Well, I agree. Yeah, I understand. Characters would just, they just live their lives on opposite sides of the map. <laughs> <laughs> they can both... Mechanically, you know, I absolutely understand two. why you, you need to do it in a video game. You've, sure. just, you've just inspired my, my indie game. It's just going to be 100 people slowly aging yeah. in different parts of the world. <laughs> do, you, do we need to fight you with... It's like, no, you don't need to fight at all. You just... You just exist together. It's that like might God, be what God more home. Fallout's like, right? <laughs> Fallout might, might be more like that. Dude, your slowly aging comment uh, reminded me of a... There's just a 10 out of 10 click hole headline this week. It was pretty pointless. This woman lived to be 107, and then she died anyway. <laughs> <laughs> pretty pointless. <laughs> Everything was beautiful and nothing hurt. Um, yeah, you're right. Mechanically, I totally understand why it would need the shrinking map. But yeah, I think most importantly, it's a last man standing mode, yeah. which Fallout 76 
isn't in the first place. Well, what because it's it's unclear what the end game is. And yeah, I do love the you idea. You die like, oh, like, and then like a month from now, they reveal that there's totally a battle royale. Yeah. <laughs> it could have a mode. If that happens, sure, it could have a mode. Maybe it would have a mode. But this is you're supposed yeah. to be like teaming up with other people to go on quests and take on quests from other players. And what, yeah. I guess what and happens when you die is an interesting thing to know. It's just yeah, it'll be some respawning thing back at your base, mm-hmm. like that. Okay, and that brings us to the Whoa. July. Settle down there, Jared. What, what did I do? What did I do? Moving the chair. The oh, table I made around. the table loose again. That brings us to the July 1991 issue of Electronic Gaming Monthly with Yay! Terminator 2 <laughs> on the cover. They have the exclusive preview of Terminator 2 Judgment Day for the <laughs> NES. <laughs> it's not even the uh, the uh, arcade version, I don't think. NES. <laughs> yeah. An NES game on the cover in 91. But we're going to tur- turn straight to the Castellian ad. I want to remind people. All right. In July of 1991, the Super Nintendo was not yet out. Yeah, in the United States. So, yeah, right. that's yeah. why they're covering NES games. Yeah, they are. Goodness. Genesis was, though. Genesis it has been did out for Nintendo also two years. And speaking of, they've got a preview of the ultimate in 16-bit punch and kick games. <laughs> Final Fight? No, it's Streets of Rage by Sega. Okay, well, Streets of Rage is awesome. Is that a Castilian ad? Yeah. <laughs> I, I oh was hoping my. you might know what Castilian is. Castilian's awesome. Oh, no, that's a really cool game. Uh, it does this For neat, NES and Game Boy. Yeah, it does this really cool effect where like the level in the background is, is rotating. It's really clever graphical trickery that makes it look 3D. Uh, Castilian's both fun and beautiful. You should play it. I'll back Jared up on this. <laughs> I like this ad. This is a two-page spread. Jared, I that's... think you're both fun and beautiful. Oh, thank you, Justin Davis. <laughs> and I really the, appreciate uh, that. the simulation of 3D is pretty impressive in Jared. This is a two-page spread that says, Revolution does what nine-year-olds want. What? Because they're making Sega Genesis games, and they're playing... It's a play on Genesis does what Nintendo don't. Okay, so this renovation is Renovation? Does, what yeah. did Renovation make? Oh, the said, Renovation, yeah, renovation made such games as Final Zone, Gaires, Arrow Flash, oh, Game oh, yeah. Ground. Okay, Gaires and Game Ground are both great. Valis 3. Oh, wait, what? they published Valis? Yeah. I don't understand the nine-year-old situation here. I think that's just their, that's the target demographic for video for, games for in Valis 19, 3 in 1991. They just make kids games? Is that what, no, I mean, but these are like Game Ground. These are definitely more like these are going to be like 11 to 15-year-old games, I think. So I was nine in part of 1981. In 91. 91, I mean, yeah. So yeah. so you should be the authority here, Sam. I didn't play any of those games. What was interesting <laughs> to me is that, that they're ad. playing on I played Adventure Island, does. too. Game Ground is really good. It's what, like three-player gauntlet. This the Adventure Island was definitely targeted at Gyrus is good. Adventure Island 2? Two? 2, yeah. I love oh, that game. Oh, that game's good. More fun in the sun. Yeah. Uh, wait, judging, uh, flipping ahead to the, uh, the letters section, Burt Ranton in Boston, Massachusetts writes in, Who Invented Video Games? Oh. Oh, it says, should be an interesting help, answer. I am working on a research paper and I am stuck. It is on the history research of video games. Oh <laughs> I have been able to obtain info on all the older systems in their games, but I want to go back even further. That's my problem. I can't find any information on the history of video games since 1991. Free internet. Uh, okay. One yeah, source talks about Nolan Bushnell and another mentions Ralph Baer. Right. Who are these people? <laughs> Since you are the authority on video games, can you help me? Hurry. The paper is due May 31st. Whoa, no. <laughs> My hour has come. Didn't you say this is the July, July issue? issue. Yeah. Well. Of course, you know, they you know, they have to like get the right the issue ready well uh, well in advance. That's great. That's very exciting. So uh, is there an answer? Yeah. So EGM responds, we are always happy to help someone who wants to learn more about the history of our industry. And thanks for turning to us for the info. There's been a lot of confusion about who invented the video game in other nonspecific nebulous terms like the father of games or the person who is rec- recognized as the originator of games are widely used. We here at EGM have been researching this subject for over a year. And the problem is getting proof to certain claims. We did it though. 
Forget, wow. forget about the people you mentioned. Their work first started as late as 1967. Their work is good filler for a paper, but hardly what you would call proper research. Are they going to talk about Higginbotham and well, Slug As Russell? best as we can tell, the real inventor of the video game, with solid proof to back it up, is an unknown physicist named Willie Higginbotham. Right. His work on a Pong game dates back to 1958. Mm-hmm. Tennis for two. Tennis for two. Tennis and for there's two. also knots and crosses, although I forget that guy's so, name. And the reason why people say that those two games are different and that it's hard to pin down is that one is a video game right. in terms of like having a moving thing on screen in video and then the other one is an electronic game which is displayed on a, on a screen. Right, he did an oscilloscope, uh, Higginbotham did, so it's yeah. not even exactly on a And that's not a CRT, display. so whether that matters or not, it's still, I think, a video display. But yeah. It's, and then if you look up, you know, the research now is always like, what's the first computer game, electronic game, and video game. Right. And those are like all different topics. Who's the Knots and Crosses guy? I always forget his name. I don't know. Um, well, uh, and then there's also the reason I bring up the computer game stuff and electronic game is because there's also the text adventure type stuff that was not not even. It's like it's like training a, a, or t- trying to trick a person into thinking that they're typing to another person. Yeah. But it's AI a, stuff. It's a, you know, it's a, it's a program. Yeah. yeah, like those are really early too. Mm-hmm. Or you look at what Slug Russell's work in what 1962, I think, with uh, with computer space, and there you've got multiplayer gaming going on on a computer. Um, All right, we got a lot of issue. We got a lot of the issue to get through here. We have another. Uh, uh, I think we're going to stick with this stuff. Letter from John Zontrergs in New Jersey. He says, "You guys are really great. I think that the best thing about your mag is Quarterman and the review crew. Ooh. I heard a rumor that NEC is raising the price of their Turbo Express from two hundred and fifty to three hundred dollars. Is this true? It's a bold move. <laughs> Console price increase. You go on eBay right now. It's a lot more than that. <laughs> EGM says, unfortunately, what you heard is true. I, and I didn't. I. I've, why would, I didn't well, know there was a price increase. Let's go raise in that the direction. price. Says the current shipment of Turbo Expresses will be $300. Believe me, NEC agonized over this dilemma for some time. It was not an easy decision, but because the price NEC has to pay for the ultra-high resolution screens went up, so must the unit price. Oh, man, the Turbo Express was so rad. Yeah, I don't, that's, a, that's the handheld. That's the handheld that just played all the turbo games. Yeah, turbo yeah games. I, I'm sorry. Sam, also I had a TV no, I mean, I just like I think it's interesting that they were using expensive off-the-shelf color screens that they just couldn't source anywhere. Can you imagine? Yeah. It's like, hey, the Xbox One X is going to be five hundred and fifty dollars now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. Now it goes up. Well, the, <laughs> I know it's crazy. Yeah, the Turbo Express, like being able to play like your console games on your handheld. Like, at the it's time. not like that thing was popular. No, well, that uh, was the problem. By '91, they were already failing. They had yeah. bonk, and then they had nothing, and and that's too bad. It deserved. And Japan it did really well, but it was a it was a casualty of the fact that the yen was. Yeah. Everybody in Japan had lots of money for a while, and nobody in America had money for what a while. What they needed was a terrible time to launch was Bubble console. Ghost, and yeah. then they would have sold some systems. Bubble Ghost, but they blew it. <laughs> uh, someone wrote an EGM rap. <gasps> it goes a little something like this. Uh, it's going to sound more like a poem, but Electronic Gaming Monthly rules making other mags look like fools. Oh. Covering games, tips, and tactics, Nintendo, Genesis, and Turbo Graphics. Showing us cartridges old and new, ratings superb from the review crew. Sushi X, Steve, Ed, and Martin buying this mag, mini take part in. EGM is updated with the latest. How does it feel to be the greatest? That's really good. You know what? Have you ever written, Damon, you write lots of music. Have you written a video game song? Uh, not not anything with like lyrics certainly not a rap and I also wanted to express extreme disappointment (laughs) that none of our listeners have ever written in a GameScoop rap rap. you're shaming people into writing a rap (laughs) rap for us yes extreme disappointment (laughs) over in their reviews they've got uh, Bill and Ted for NES that didn't get very high scores But what about this pinball game, High Speed? You know this one on NES? Yeah, that's an actual Williams or, pinball yeah. machine really? called High Speed. 
Yeah. Trade West. Dude, Dude High Speed's cool. Court, yeah. High Speed, it's one of the rare, it got a sequel. Yeah. High Speed High got a sequel? High Speed yeah. 2, The Getaway is like a that. fun game with ramps and stuff. Wow. It's Steve Ritchie. Game. I don't know that. What else is being reviewed here? The Base Wars. Oh, that game's real fun. The game's great. I, I'm actually a big fan of Base Wars. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, three eights and a seven for base wars. That's good. That's justifiably good. so. Mm-hmm. And then there's a whole <laughs> ad for Hal America's pinball video games because they had Revenge of the Gator. Mm-hmm. Never heard of that. Oh, never heard. Of, that's really good. It's yeah, a really Revenge good of the Gator's game. fun. Yeah. And then they had Rollerball pinball for NES. I don't remember that. Wait, wait. Can I see a picture? Well, it's just it's just that. Yeah, Revenge of the Gator. Oh, I've played Rollerball. You've played Rollerball? Yeah. Okay. It's an early Game Boy pinball game. And Sam, you ought to check it out. Historically, it's it's pretty neat. It's, Why? It's a very... Uh, it's pretty. <laughs> it's pretty in a way that most Game Boy games weren't early on. This is no, pretty... No, I don't. <laughs> it's pretty significant. This is the review of Sonic the Hedgehog. Whoa. Wait, which one? The, no- the All the nines? One? Yeah, the, the four nines there. That's the review of wow. Sonic the Hedgehog for the... Sega Genesis first. It's one. got good graphics and doesn't sound like crap on the Genesis sound chip, so we'll yeah. give it a nine. Sonic One was amazing. It felt impossible to figure. Yeah, it, it was technologically stunning when it came out. I agree. It's not great, but they reviewed, it's good. I think it's great. They reviewed Ninja Gaiden for the Lynx. Oh, that is, is based not, on the Atari version. That is not a good version. Of yeah. Wow, they gave it all eights. That is Jared. a bad score. I that think. is an improper score <laughs> for that game. I actually like that game. I like the arcade version of the game. And I think oh. the Lynx is... Is that a Wizard it? of War sequel? Wings of War. Wings of... With a W-O-R? Yeah. Wait, what is, for what is happening here? For Genesis, I've never I just remember seeing that box art. I am really? baffled. I do not know this game. What is I it? love this section. So this is Electronic Gaming Monthly and Vic Tokai present the games of July appearing in local stores now. So it's sponsored content. Special advertising. Sponsored content. Yeah. But yeah. there's like sec- sections for Lynx, Game Gear, Neo Geo, and Master System that are bl- just empty. They're blank. Why they're, don't why are they, like why this, did they why did magazine, they come on there? This magazine layout is empty. unbelievable <laughs> that you would include a section with nothing in it. My, it's just so, think of the wasted space. My guess is that they completed the layout, had the layout locked, and then and they're they like, didn't okay, get in. From, what Lynx games do we have this month? Yeah. Nothing. Well, and plus, <laughs> since it's an advertisement, you know the editors hated this shit, so they're like, oh, just leave it blank. We don't care. <laughs> editors love integrated marketing. What are you <laughs> talking about, Justin? Yeah, yeah what you're telling That's me. That's true. All right, it's time for a gaming gossip from the Quarterman. Let's see here. Uh, cool. we got some Turbo news in the third paragraph here. In other Turbo news, the company is hard at work following up Bonk's Revenge and the Bonk 3 graphic adventure that EGM previewed last issue. The bon- well, maybe they just... Bonk 3 doesn't have a title yet. That but was there ever a Bonk graphic adventure? I'm guessing they're just talking about I don't Bonk think that term graphic 3. Was, there are I a think, lot of weird I think Bonk Maniac games. Mansion and like King's Quest. Yeah, I don't know if they're trying to use it that way. Maybe. Yeah, there are a lot of weird Bonk, like Japan Bonk games too, so it could be something. But I don't remember there ever being a text adventure. No. And then like it that. says, look forward to Bonk 4, another scrolling adventure game, as well as Bonk 5, what? a prehistoric shooter with lots of firepower and dino targets. Is, can you so, imagine somebody telling somebody from EGM back then, listen, we're putting out a couple more Bonk games. <laughs> this is our long-term plan. Well, Bonk, Here's it, what they all are. It came to Nintendo platforms. It, came, yeah. you know, it wasn't just an NEC TurboGrafx well, game. This so. Bonk 5 shooter has to be Air Zonk. I don't know. Did Air Zonk have dinosaurs in it? Well, I think they're just speculating that that's, like, that's what Bonk fights, right? Because there's never a Bonk 4 or 5. Yeah. Yeah, not they're on only... Turbo Graphics. Again, there are games that, that went to other platforms they might be interpreting as that. Yeah, I mean, there was like Super Bonk for SNES, but... Yeah. This is anyway. some you deep just, bonk talk. In 91, you could just put whatever you wanted in your magazine. It <laughs> doesn't matter. What are they, like, they going to do? I cannot believe this two-spread ad for TurboGrafx-16, and it says, here's what the critics are saying about TurboGrafx. <laughs> and it's just 
all this, there's like so much unreadable, minuscule, tiny text on there about like what critics have said these about their are, games. And these, it's black and white. These are the people that decided to lean into Johnny Turbo, man. I mean, no offense to today's Johnny Turbo who reduces. Re- we were talking about Johnny yeah. Turbo yesterday. I'm talking about the old Johnny Turbo, not the new Johnny Turbo. The aren't old the, Johnny aren't Turbo. Aren't they the same? No, well, sort of. But the old Johnny Turbo kind of looked like Serious Sam's like worse younger brother. And the new Johnny Turbo releases dope game uh, data east games on right. switch so but you guys can just google johnny turbo yeah uh <laughs> there's a quick little preview of joe and mac a game Cape that, Ninja? Nice. yeah a game that for the arcade is it like an arcade preview because the graphics look really good in that little uh thing. well it says super famicom oh wow and then there's a page a full page ad for a uh, vice project doom on nes which is oh, very famous famously bad nes box art i don't know if you can get a close-up of that but like this woman this is not a human being this woman <laughs> she has no feeling <laughs> she's dead she is uh, absolutely a cyborg what's uh, what's your uh, what's your favorite nes box art damon me yeah my favorite nes box art yeah yeah i don't know it's hard to it's hard to top those i'm a contra man myself and, or like really K- konami did really good work with castlevania and and contra yeah. ninja gaiden's pretty dope a ninja coming out of a flaming city mm. castlevania 3 is a pretty great box art also the metal gear box art that is completely ripped from terminator like shot for shot ripped from Kyle Reese and Terminator. Well, oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, what used to be the Super Famicom times is now the Super NES times oh. on the eve of the Super NES release. And they've oh. got uh, Castlevania Four here in this in this issue. Super Ghouls and Ghosts. Ooh, those games are both real good. Mm-hmm. The best Ghouls and Ghosts adventure ever. Mm. It says it right there. Uh, they've got Super Adventure Island in here. Oh, yeah. Again. There we go. Let's jump Lots to of good games. Page 50. Dude, back then. Five. Wow. we got some draw Drawa, not Drakwe. We're Drawa. This clearly says Dragon Warrior. There we go. All right. I assumed if there's a Drakwa, how is there not a Drawa? Drakwe. A Drawa sounds like well, a Drakwe. It'd be Drawe. Drawe, yeah. A Drakwa kind of sounds like a Star Wars character. Like, like I met Drakwa. They just have user reviews for Dragon Warrior 3 up here. It's just. It's quotes from like Jay Johnson in Kansas City, Missouri. <laughs> there we go. It says Dragon Warrior One and Two are my two favorite games so far. I enjoy going home and delving into fantasy after a hard day's work. Dragon Warrior Three is a real good game. That's the game that broke through in Japan. The one that made Dragon Quest. That one. Uh, yeah, Three is the one that really like cemented Dragon Quest as a mm-hmm. cultural legacy. There's a preview for a Konami NES game called Nightshade. Night- I've, I've never. Oh, heard Nightshade. Of the yeah, that's a little adventure guy. You're a little guy in a trench coat, yeah. and it's kind of but like I'd a never heard adventure. It's it's fun. I had never heard of that game. Yeah, that crummy Star Trek game. Oh, I kind of like that game. Which Star Trek? There was a bunch Star of crummy yeah, it was Star Trek a, games. There are a bunch of bad ones. I agree. Yeah. But you're talking about the one where you, the NES one? Yeah, which is the 25th anniversary. Yeah, one. I kind of like that one. Yeah, here it is, Fist of the North Star, which we mentioned last week, a game series Ooh. I've never played. I just know because of things like this. You punch people and they explode. Yeah, I mean that sounds pretty cool. We were saying last week maybe the coolest name for a game. Fist of the, the North Star. Really yeah, it's you really think good. it's cooler than GoGo Tank? Because <laughs> here's an ad for GoGo Tank, and it says, "Fulfill your mission." This is a Game Boy game. Fulfill your mission in helping the tank reach its goal. It's nonstop scrambling fun with the most unique game ever. GoGo Tank. I have not played yeah. GoGo Tank. Most unique. Well, That's it right there. Well, it's you the would remember it had you played who, it ever. Who made because it? Who is GoGo Tank? You could not possibly confuse Electro it with Brain. Any other game. Oh, that's my band. That's not a game company. <laughs> the game company is Electroblame. Electroblame. And there's no, no screenshot? No. Nope. Nope. It's just some game. really bad art. This game come out? I don't know. It's Go! Exclamation point. Go! Exclamation point. Tank. Wow. The most unique game ever. And it's a Game Boy game. That's, that's like, we need to ask Jeremy about that because he's playing them all. And now this part's confusing. There's a multi-page feature called Behind the Scenes at Hudson Soft. 
converting games for the American market. Oh, the article has no byline. And it's just a fluff piece about Hudson Soft. Mm. Localization. Yeah. Does it have fun. a special advertising section? It does, nope. It doesn't have any indication about it that. It hurts my heart that Konami bought Hudson and then decided they don't exist. The first line of this article is, where do video games come from? And I want you to remember that. Japan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the answer. Uh, but I like this. They talk about the difference between Japanese uh, tastes and American tastes. Mm. I'll, I'll read here a little, oh dear. an excerpt of this here. Like Japanese company names, Americans have an easy time detecting a Japanese game. The artwork is very often an immediate giveaway. Blah, blah, blah. There are some major differences, however, in the acceptance of game art and animations that Americans would find distasteful or irrelevant. For instance, as Hudson Soft of Japan prepares NEC's Bonk 2 for the American market, many of the images will most certainly be changed for the U.S. gamer. Gone will be Bonk blowing kisses to the beasts as will cosmetic changes in Bonk's appearance to make him more American-looking. You know what? I'm glad they right. took that stuff out. As an American. <laughs> as someone, Just like putting angry eyebrows on Kirby box art? Take the hard yeah. stance against bestiality. Yeah, I'm glad Bonk is not blowing kisses to the beasts. You know what? If, if Bonk wants to kiss a dinosaur, I think that's Bonk's prerogative. But they do do things no. like way, like, way back, here, you know, in the 80s, or games like, you know, Ninja Gaiden, that, you know, Japanese games had a willingness in their animations to, like, you know, stun lock characters or have them be locked into knockdown animations and stuff that like wasn't as common in American games and you can trace that forward yeah. now 30 40 years to like Dark Souls right yeah. like there are like differences in like the 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 level of power how that they want the that they want the player to feel from eastern versus western games Some bad like layout that. that brings us to the cover story on Terminator 2 it says LGN LJN oh, brings boy. the terminator to the Nintendo and the first line of this article is where do video games come from? <laughs> Where do video games that's come why I remembered from? it from before. Japan. Wow. They, they opened two articles with that line. And, and that's why one doesn't Where? have a byline? I mean, yeah, maybe. That game is so bad. This term, Well, they devoted oh boy. many pages to it. That game is really terrible. We'll oh. jump ahead. We're almost finished with this. Wow. Wait, I saw Ninja Gaiden for a second there. What was yeah. that? Here's an ad for Electronic Gaming Weekly. Whoa. Oh. Which is a, a hotline you can call. Okay, so you listen to the magazine. Yeah. Can we dial the number? Well, it's a 900 number. It's almost certainly I, something. <laughs> I'm, will, I'm willing to It says only a dollar per minute, but you can get, like, uh, what, I, I, what did you hear in 1991 when you called this number? I Who was reading you the magazine over the phone? I'll turn I, speaker and hold this up to the mic right I'm very worried about right, what let's will do happen. It. Are we going to do it? Yeah. All right. Okay. I mean, so Jared can read it. All right. We're going to get... On. The Turn number's on. probably in use just by someone else. That's yep. what I mean. That's We're all one 900 numbers. We can censor it if there's right. a problem. Here we go. Cheers. So what's that number? one 900. 900. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. You dialing 911. You, <laughs> you don't whoa, it got Whoa, it got mad at me when I tried to do that. See, the phone doesn't want can to do Can you not do 900s maybe? I don't know. I'm finding out. one 900 Okay, here we go. Uh, dial on long at home. Electronic Gaming Weekly. Available. Please contact customer care for assistance. The number has been restricted. CA right. That's very disappointing. I was it's hard to believe that Electronic Gaming Weekly is not still in operation. That was GameScoop's Al Capone vault moment right there. Uh, I'm really sad about that. I was really hoping it would still be on. Uh, what is what I want to? I really want to talk about. Oh yeah, Bonk Two for NES. This is how this uh, preview of Bonk Two for. I'm sorry, from NEC for the You know, if you recorded this, people could just call you 
and then mean? they could find out about Bonk too. I know. Should we set up a Game Scoop one nine hundred number where you can just call and then the show plays. We'll set up Game Scoop weekly. I like that. What's the worst possible way we could deliver Game Scoop? It could just play the podcast because it's already weekly. Let's burn it onto a CD and then mail it to people. I think you put a landline on collector's CD on Dornbush's desk and just make him answer every time. I hope this preview opens with. Where do video games come from? <laughs> yeah. Uh, this preview starts out with, what are you looking at, butthead? <laughs> and that's actually kind of clever because that's what Bonk does. How, right? But yeah. are, are they evoking the spirit of Back to the Future there? Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. poor readers. Yeah. But then they take the joke a little too far. It, c- it continues, that's right. I said, butthead. That is exactly what everybody's favorite caveman turns into, a butthead. Yeah, the programmers it. at NEC certainly aren't buttheads, however. As Bonk's Revenge pumps out, pumps out sharper graphics, cleaner sound, blah, blah, blah. I, I feel so much better about my vocation now. Explain the joke. That's, that's what you always <laughs> need to do to any great show. Yeah, exactly. And finally, as we close uh, this issue of EGM, on the back, if Sam will turn his attention to us, on the to, back. We're, we're over time, so I'm telling people that I'm going to be late to stuff. We find an ad for Burger Time Deluxe on Game Boy. Oh, which oh a my. game I'm not even really very familiar with. That, this seems like a Sam game. Sam, do you have anything to say about Burger Time Deluxe? I've never played Burger Time Deluxe. I really like Burger Time. But I know what happens when you turn a hamburger into a deluxe burger. You, just, like, you add tomatoes and stuff. And yeah, bacon. Mayonnaise, bacon. lettuce, tomato, pickle, onion. Yeah, so bacon one, too, right, one would deluxe, assume. Usually? It kind of looks like the, um, Bacon's very the like Donkey West Kong 94 of barbecue Burger Time yeah. games. Yeah, I mean, if, if that were true, that would be the best Burger Time. A, a standard burger is ketchup, mustard, pickle, onion. Deluxe is mayonnaise, lettuce, tomato, pickle, onion. Mm-hmm. I'm a purist. I, I just like cheese, onion, and a tiny bit of ketchup, maybe. Oh, no. You got to have, you dip the cheeseburger in the ketchup. That's good, too. Yeah. It's cool I, that dating I can't have every ketchup. bite. I can't have ketchup. Everybody gets dipped in the ketchup. Uh, and that brings us to video game 20 questions. Our suggestion suite comes from Justin in Wilmington, yep. North Carolina. That's North, right, North Carolina. And I didn't even pick these because Jared was going to be on the Is show. It Ribbit King. No, look at all this Carolina goodness. And I won't even count that question. Thank you. Uh, so let the questioning begin. I have a question. Yeah, where do video games come from? <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you when you're older. Well, when a mama video game and a papa video game love I each have other to very much. Yes or no question, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Does your character wear a hat? Um, it's unclear because you don't you don't see your character. However, I would assume there would be some sort of covering over your head. Hey, Ooh. could Ooh. this game have appeared in the July 1991 issue of Electronic Gaming Monthly? Are you asking if if it's possible that yeah, it could have, it or possible? was it likely? Is it possible? Is it possible? It's possible, yes. Came out before right. July 1991. There we go. All right. And it could have appeared, but not likely. Okay, so you're wearing, you can't see your character's head, and you're wearing something to cover, most likely. So maybe a space helmet or something like that. I think we're like space invaders. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, is, your, is your protagonist piloting something in this game? Yes. Okay, so you're like in a ship or a car or something like Did that. Did this appear in the arcades? Yes. Okay. Is go. this a is this a military themed game? Not overtly. Is this pre nineteen eighty three? No, that was going to be yeah. Okay, why why pre eighty three? pre post crash. I mean, oh, that makes like sense. there's very few arcade very games. Actually. Yeah, I like that centipede and all that. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you're piloting something. Heyday. It's not overtly military, and it's post eighty three. Vindicators. <laughs> I'd love to believe that. That'd be amazing. Probably wearing Blaster Master. Are you? Yeah, I, are that wasn't you, in arcades though. Yeah, good point. But it's good. 
um, are you piloting a flying vehicle? Yes. Okay. Ooh. So it's either a spaceship or a plane or a helicopter or something like that. Is this a space-themed game? Yes. Okay. Oh, interesting. It's not 1942. That would have been military. Post That's why you'd be wearing a helmet. Post-83, pre-81 could be a shmup. That's almost certain. Yeah. It's not pre Is this a shmup? Pre-91. Pre-91, I mean, sorry. I mean, yes, unless um. you're... Like, do you have a special definition of like how yeah. many bullets need to be on screen? No, I just think it would yes. mean like a ship moving around and shooting other spaceships. Is this, yes. is this vertically scrolling? Sometimes. <laughs> Whoa! Like Life Force. Life Force Salamander. Um, Stinger. Stinger's a good one. Oh, is this a Konami game? Yes. I'll tell you one thing. It's not our <laughs> Well. <laughs> it could be Crisis Force. It could be. Whoa, whoa. Be is that almost, a Konami game? Yeah, it's a Konami it's game. It's almost certainly Life Force. Um, it's, yeah. Or, yeah, Life Force or Salamander. Is um, this game itself a sequel? Yes. Could be. Because we get, we, it's so rare that we get sequels. And then, then the thing is, is that you have Salamander and Life Force. Was this game ported in the United States to the Nintendo Entertainment System? Yes. So. I think we know who the game is. Uh, does this game... Oh, does it have dragons on the cover? Uh, Clarification. Yeah. Life Force has dragons on the cover. <laughs> <laughs> we might need Casey to rule in on whether or not that actually counts oh, as a dragon Oh, that's a good not. point. It's more because of like a Chinese it's a style dragon. Yeah. It is. It uh, no, how, it's not. Does this game I mean, feature a prominent stage? Uh, what are what? you saying? Does this game feature a prominent stage? A stage where you're flying along flames and prominences come flying around you, and it's called Why the prominent stage. What are you talking about? What are prominence? Prominences are the Did you have this in a solar dream? flares. No, that's that's what those are called. That's a made-up word. No. It's, it's, <laughs> Why don't you just call them it's solar a scientific flares? Word that's, because they're called prominences <laughs> in the game. The manual calls it the prominent stage. Yeah, but is this manual, Life Force? The manual also yes. says. Yes, right. let's get out of here. The manual of Life Force says it's the yes, prominence. Yes, it yeah, is. Manuals aren't canon. Yeah, but those are actually called prominences <laughs> in astronomy. All right. Yes, it is Life Force. Excellent. Love that game. Came to the uh, arcades a couple years before it made it to the NES. I didn't know if that would trip you up or not. Yeah, it has a weird lineage, like Dude. the Salamander Life Force crossover with Gradius. They're all kind of also, Life Force, still good. Yeah. Oh, good Life game. Force is great. Uh, even better than Life Force. It's Japan-only sequel, uh, Crisis Force. Um, which is uh, the best shooter on the NES slash Famicom. But, and then Life Force counts as Gradius 2, right? Because then they just made Gradius 3 for Super N Nintendo. Well, Gradius 2... Like Columns. No, Gradius 2 is, a fam <laughs> is an arcade game that was ported to the Famicom, but not the NES. You guys are right. It's not a dragon. Yeah. But yeah, it's I not a salamander. It's okay. a scary snake. Cool. It's just a like snake. It doesn't snake. have any arms or anything. That yeah. snake is amazing. Yeah. Fun fact. At the end you of the game. You asked me what my favorite NES box are. Maybe that's it. <laughs> yeah. At the end of the game, you can fight that snake, but if you don't destroy it, if you choose not to kill it, you can fly right by it, and it makes you play the whole game over. No, I thought the snake was. <laughs> that's uh, that's true deal. about the final boss. <laughs> but I thought the snake was just coming out of the. He's just going in a circle. Around, yeah. He's going around that thing at the end. Oh, like, okay. yeah. Unless I'm remembering right. That is the life force. Yeah. Also, that game features an airplane named after Lord British. Like Rich, like yeah, Richard Garriott. Sometimes it's translated as Road British. Road British, yeah, that's which is amazing. <laughs> but you, no, sh no kidding. Like I know Japanese game chauvinism can be very silly, but Crisis Force is one of those games that didn't come to the United States. That's so dope. It's great. If you ever get a chance to play it, do it's it's a standout NES game. Did we, we ever do got. a let's play about that? Uh, no, we did Re we did Reka, which is okay. an incredible. So shooter. Jared, we've gotten through this whole episode, and you haven't mentioned once Joy Mecha Fight. I know, and Joy Mecha Fight is in the news. Joy Mecha Fight is in the news. I can't oh, believe it's really the in the news. Is in. Smash Brothers. I 
I, he's only an assist trophy. <laughs> like, but like, at this point, I'll, that, I'm like a Sonic fan. I'll take what I can get. He's an assist like, trophy like like Waluigi. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, Waluigi. The difference is is that Waluigi blows and Sukapon is Whoa. awesome. Whoa. So that's, South Carolina, welcome, you're unnoticed. Welcome back, Jay. Waluigi, yeah. <laughs> you are now unnoticed. Yeah, Sukapon is Nintendo's original fighting game character. He's so great and delightful and artistically interesting. I wish he were a real fighter. It's like fighter. six dots. What do you mean it's artistically it, it, have interesting? Have you ever played Joy McFight? Yes, you forced me to play Joy McFight it's several so times. Good. I know it's good. Yeah, and he's so good. well animated and beautiful. He has a lot of kids. 36 fighters on an NES wow. fighting game. 28 original movesets. Yeah. Love that game. So good. Yeah, all, right. all right. Assist trophy and uh, I, I got really excited. Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. That's okay. We love you, Jared. That's why we love you, Jared. Jared, it's been a pleasure. It's been a pleasure being here. Damon, it was really sweet of you to ask me on. I, I never feel more at home than I do here at this desk. With you, should, you should just move in here then. Well, I mean, I practically have, it yeah, seems. But yeah, I, I, I'd be very happy to. And uh, thank you for allowing me to uh, to obnoxiously plug my stuff. Not at all. Sweet of you. Not at all. Uh, next me. week. Dear listeners, next week is a bye week for us. Uh, everybody, if you're here in the U.S., enjoy. Hopefully, you'll have a day off. Summer break! Yeah, Woo! Uh, Scoop! Swallow a whole hot dog for me. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll be back in two weeks. Is that uh, a burger time joke? I don't think you swallow any hot dog in burger time. No, you, you just do? crush them under burger. Well, sometimes the hot dogs catch you. Yeah, I mean, that's uh, true. The hot dogs swallow you whole. And you, yeah. We don't know what happens in after Soviet that. Russia. <laughs> <laughs> the camera cuts. Hot dog eats you. <laughs> that's, that was one of my favorite IGN moments. Y'all were playing burger time, and you made some kind of joke about the nightmare being chased by giant wieners. And somebody just very nonchalant wrote in the comments, and they said, you know, for some people, being chased by a giant wiener is a good dream. Mm. And they had a very good point. Yeah. Yeah. I hadn't thought about that. I leave you this week with a new song from my Color Computer project. Color Computer is myself and former game scooper Ryan Geddes, who is now at Riot Games. He writes the lyrics, then hands them over to me, and I turn them into full songs. This is a synth-pop song called Benediction, and it's available now in your favorite music service. That's all the scoops we have for you this week. My name is Damon, this is IGN Game Scoop, and we're out.
Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.